This podcast is intended for mature audiences only, as we might discuss topics like sex, drugs, or use mature language, and some topics might not be discussed in a way that is safe for all audiences. Suppose, how's everybody been? <laughs> Do we survive Pisces season? Are we surviving Aries season? So sorry for the unintentional month off after releasing only two episodes, but life happens and I'm trying to give myself more grace to go through life as needed. Full transparency, I don't believe it's necessary to explain yourself all the time, but I do believe that we could all benefit from being a bit more vulnerable. And I don't feel I can say that without practicing what I preach. This episode is late for a few reasons. For one, I celebrate my birthday and spend a lot of time with people I love this month. I promised myself I would never let work be prioritized over people I love, even if it's fun, like this podcast. Second, I had a bit of a depressive episode in the middle of the month, and instead of pushing myself, I actually gave myself time for rest when I could, which I don't typically do. And last, I got hit with a bitch of a sinus infection, which I'm still on the tail end of, so I couldn't record the intros. That being said, look y'all, I did it! You're getting episode 3, Death, featuring my friends Jake and Antoine. This episode was particularly fun to record because it was spontaneous and last minute and turned out to be a really great episode. So great that I've decided I want to keep exploring certain topics with different people. I think topics such as death are so multidimensional, and if I'm going to talk about it, I want to do it justice by adding as many perspectives as possible. So, here's Death, Part 1, featuring Jake and Antoine. I forgot to put alcohol in that. Oh. <laughs> oh, you drink it so fast. confidently, you're like, ew. Like, mm, matcha. Ew. Oh, babe, that Jake put an <laughs> uppercut you real quick. Woo! I went, wow, that's crazy. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, yeah, I know. You gotta... You, spicy. Yeah, spicy, spicy mushroom. Shake the, shake the cup. Shake the... Yeah, let it... <laughs> Here's the yeah, thing. Wait, hold on. I'm pretty quiet. Stick. We'll do ASMR really quick. Sweet sounds of gin. Did you come yet? So today I have Antoine again um because you know not famous yet but we're working on it and then i also have jake say hi jake hello jake introduce yourself since jake has not been on this podcast before i have not my name is jake i am from boston massachusetts uh i'm here for greg's birthday happy 27th greg thanks yeah um i'm a taurus you know not everything needs to be said (laughs) (laughs) oh i didn't say everything that was I could say more. God. I mean, this well, is you just for said, people to be honest. Well, you just said, not everything has to be said, so I'll keep it a mystery. She's Ooh. also a cunt. She said, reverse, reverse. She's <laughs> <laughs> playing Uno in this bitch. Right. <laughs> we decided to get drunk in the middle of the day in preparation for drunk. thrifting Thrift and then drunk again. <laughs> so it's just like a sandwich of drunk a in between. Buzz. Yeah, a nice little chilled buzz right. for thrifting, and then I will black out. Uh, tonight, Perfect. so because we're going out for my birthday. Happy you birthday. might listen to this month later. I don't know, but mm, yeah. true. Um, happy Pisces season, everybody! Mm, yeah, happy Pisces season. The Taurus is crying on the inside. It's been okay. I'm having a great time. I'm sure you are. I'm thriving as you as Pisces do during their season. It's so wet, so wet and gushy right now. Wet ass Pisces over here. Wet ass Pisces. Oh my god! Changing the podcast name immediately. Um, so today's topic, though, I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about death. Okay. Um, because as, as I celebrate my life, why not dive into the idea of what happens next? Yeah. So how do you feel about death? I think about death, death often. I often wonder what 
life would be like if I was not in it. And, like, not in a depressive way, just, like, I know life always goes on, but, like, I often wonder if I'm leaving enough mark where I'll be remembered after I'm gone. Damn, we're getting deep yeah. right off the cut. <laughs> God damn. That's crazy. It's one of the background, like... Antoine in the background, like, I absolutely agree. I think about death every single day. Really? It's the yeah. topic, you know, it's funny. I'm literally at work, and I'm just, like, tossing cones down. I'm like, damn, you're thinking about the topic of mortality a little bit too much while you're just I, casually working right now. Like, no, I literally think about death very, very often. Yeah. Uh, mainly for the fact that it's, like, again, it comes. You know it comes. It's, like, and I feel like we're kind of, like, numb to it until it hits home. And I will say I am fortunate that it hasn't hit me home too often, but it is something that I know is to come because I do know plenty of people in my life who are old and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I still have my grandmother and I still have like, you know, my grandfather on my like dad's side and stuff like that. So I still have like lots of old people, you know, time will eventually, you know, hit that point. So I always think about that and how like, I don't know, I feel like I need to think about it in order to prep myself to be ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I always have to, you know, you have to have a sense of armor to it because it's big when it hits. And I feel like no matter how much you prep yourself, you can't. Like, because I feel like the one time it hit me is when my great-grandmother passed. And it hit our family crazy because that, like, we're very tight-knit. And it was just watching everyone else go through the motions and I was so numb to it. Like, because I felt like I had to be strong kind of for them. So, like, ever since that happened, I'm just like, it's constantly on my mind, and then my gr- my grandfather passed, and then, like, my sister hasn't, like, that, the way that, that, like, shakes her every time still to this day. Like, it's just, like, it's so weird to me, so I kind of, like, have always distanced myself from it, but I always think about it to prep myself for it. Interesting. I also yeah. think it's very interesting, because I'm thinking about, like, our first episode, where, you're, like, your definition of love came from, like, the outside... Mm-hmm. And you just, I mean, when you talked about death, you talked about thinking about it from an external perspective. You talked about it from an internal perspective. Mm. Interesting. Sorry, the psychologist in me is living right now. Yeah, no. Um, Again, yeah, I am very external. I have, it's so, so have you, you could both answer one at a time. Have you, you just said you haven't experienced a lot of people dying in your life. Yeah, just my great grand, just my grandfather and then my great grandmother. Okay, and how old were you when the first person passed away? Um, great grandmother. Like, I don't, I'm, like, bad when it comes to, like, age, but I wasn't too Oh, My grandfather was only four years ago or so. Okay. Um, and then... So you were, like, an adult. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was the first day... <laughs> I remember the day my grandfather died because I got a speeding ticket that day. God damn. Like, when, enemy. like, they called me. They I really was driving, so down. I wasn't paying attention, and I got pulled over by a cop. So, like, <laughs> that, like it was the first time I ever got a speeding ticket, and that's how I remember it, because, like, my mom called me to tell me, like... And I was driving to Brian's house... Um, and I was just, like, going to have a casual day with him. And they called me and told me that. And I was like, so I literally just got to him and I was just distraught. I was just like. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Dead, like, and I was like, okay, I have to go, like, back to Queens later on. So, like, yeah, it was just, like, crazy. So, like, you know, that was, like, my situation. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, and you? I come from a big Italian family. So I've actually, <laughs> I've been going to wakes and funerals my, like, entire childhood. That was, like, a thing. It was just Every, I feel like it was all the time. Like, we'd all dress up. We'd all go. What? Do you know, like, when the earliest... Earliest? I had to have been a child. I had to have been a child. Like, four, I'm pretty Like, three? Like, infant? Like, toddler? Or, like... No, probably, like, elementary school. Okay. Um, I hate to say I'm pretty numb to it, but I don't remember the last week or funeral I cried at. 
Well, that's the interesting thing is I feel like, because I also grew up in a big Italian family where, like, I've been to a lot of funerals. I'm unfortunate in the sense where a lot of people in my life from a young age that I were, was close to mm-hmm. or have had, like, really strong relationships with, relationships with, they also passed. So I'm kind of like, I've had a lot of them mm-hmm. and a lot of them did hurt. Yeah. But I've also been to a lot of other, like, one-off ones because at a certain point, death just wasn't uncomfortable. Right. And it, yes, it gets. So, and then when I was working at the flower shop and when we would deliver to funeral homes and the funeral director would talk to me while we're standing, like I'm standing next to a dead body of a stranger, it just, it becomes like a lamp. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. It's, It's very weird because I remember the first time that I was with my boss, we were like dropping off the funeral pieces and I was like holding a piece while the funeral director was setting up and I was just like, they're having a casual conversation. I'm just like, we're, we're standing next to a dead body. Why aren't, why aren't you two like, well, it's like their whole job. It's like and like, the more I did it, the more, oh, actually. And like, she looks great. Ooh, they did a bad job on her. And like, it was just, it was way too casual for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I also witnessed my first dead body as a child, not at a funeral home. That was weird. Um, have, I seen, have you seen a dead body? Uh, no. Not at a funeral? No. Actually, so, it's funny because you're both talking about how you've been to many funerals and wakes. I have little, like, so, I have, like, almost no experience with those, really. Except for my grandfather's, mm-hmm. like, when we went to his, like, and then, it wasn't really, like, a funeral. Like, how you would sit, like, it was, like, we pretty much all just kind of got together at, like, a little hall or whatever. And, like, there was just, like, a podium and we all, like, had, like, it was just kind of, like, a little procession kind of thing. And then we had, like, a, what do you, what do you call the reception after yeah. Like, so it wasn't really like, you know, kind of life. That, yeah. So like we were yeah. very, yeah, we literally had a celebration of life after like yeah. the fire or whatever. So it wasn't like, it. there was no like body present or anything. The, uh, I literally only have like that memory because I think I was young and someone in our church may have passed and we went to that and that's like the one time I remember and I like hated it. I was just, like, this is a very like boring and somber event. Oh, and yeah. that was like the one time I've been to one. And like, again, I haven't had that many like that was close. So... I haven't been to any, and I kind of, like, always refuse any house. Like, like if it does come up, I don't think I would go. I don't like that kind of environment, and, like, I kind of shy away from situations, I don't know, that are close to it. Again, like, it's funny, as I told you, I prepare myself from it, but I will also do whatever I can to stay away from it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's kind of weird. And it's funny because, like... This is crazy, but like, so you asked, have I ever been to near a dead body or I've seen one? No, but the closest I've come is my mom had a seizure in front of me and she like dropped on the floor in my room. So it was just like, and then like she was unresponsive and that's the first time I've like ever been around anybody who's like unresponsive. So I was just like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like, so, you know, to me, that's always in my head is like the closest to anyone like being dead I feel like yeah. you know around me or whatever case is and seeing that alone is like enough of a shock because it's like right. once someone's unresponsive you think oh whoa whoa like wow that's crazy yeah. like you know like so like that's it and then uh, that was enough for me and like even from that situation like I still feel rather like numb from that so it's just like I feel like you know I don't know that's why I just constantly think of it because again that happened to me so like I you know you kind of I feel like I always have to prepare myself for those things because I don't have these situations and when it comes it's like Someone's going to expect me to show up at a funeral or a wake. And it's like, I feel like I need to be mentally fortified for that. Because it's like, I don't really go to those. I don't have that experience. So I feel like, especially if it's someone close, then I feel like I might feel 
you know, all the sense of emotions and stuff, and that would, like, rock my system. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. I think, first, I think it's interesting that we're talking about, like, listening to you, and I, I'm so guilty of this, too, but listening to the, uh, both of you, and uh, even just thinking about, like, other people in my life as you were talking, I'm like, why do we all try to plan for... I don't want to say anything, but, like, why do, realistically, why do we, why is the human condition us trying to, like, plan for things that we cannot plan for? No amount of planning, because, so, like, when my little cousin passed away, I was 17, mm-hmm. and she was, like, my second, like, little sister. So, that was a really traumatic experience, and yeah. she had been, she was nine years old, she had cancer, um, she had leukemia since she was four, and, like, had just health problems the whole time, and it was a long, 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 long long journey after that i was like i really there are very few things after this experience that will ever hurt me to that degree again but now that was when i was 17 this was 10 years ago now Mm -hmm. i thankfully knock on fucking wood (laughs) it's been a minute of anything like that happening and no amount of times of it happening prepares you for the grief oh absolutely and then For a lot of the deaths that happened when I was younger, um, like from the age of four to like six, my grandfather, like my mom's grandfather, my great grandmother, and my uncle who I lived with at the time, all passed away within a year and a half of each other. It was all the time, like, right and then it never really stopped. And then I feel like now we've been on hiatus for a couple of years, so you I'm know, sure I feel like that too. I'm sure things are coming back around <laughs> for us over here, but um, well, that's why I do it. In the same sense that you're expressing all of this, I haven't experienced it. And but, I feel like I know that that's coming. You're saying that someone close to you is gone from you and you experienced this traumatic event and that you haven't, like, you feel like nothing, to, I haven't experienced that. So that's the, even though, the lingering fears yeah. that you have. So that's why but, I think of it. Like you said, the people who could come in threes. I could tell you about five people I know right now who are real old in my family that, are, that I hold close. And it's like, it could happen in that same sense. And it's like, what did you, you said, you weren't unprepared for it. And you know, you just, it just hits. And it's like, no matter what you do, you can't be prepared for it. So it's like, so I'm going to try to prepare for it in some small sense. Just because you said it was so traumatic for you. Yeah, I don't want to experience The point that. that I was getting to, though, is that no matter how amount of time, what, no matter the amount of time, because I've been thinking about it since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the first time I experienced death. So from four to 17, obviously, like, being young still, and literally a child for all of that no amount of preparation will prepare you for it and in my head now being on the other side of having experienced a couple mm. traumatic deaths thinking about it so frequently and worrying about who's gonna go and when and don't get me wrong i absolutely do sometimes my brain will go like you i was talking to you i think i talked to both of you about it i don't know but i know i talked to at least you about it one day i had a full-blown breakdown because i was just terrified of like something happening to a person in my life mm. and i was like oh my god so it happens but when i'm in a normal mental state um <laughs> i've recognized that, like trying to do that preparation at least to me is i don't want to say a waste of time but like See, worrying about it now until it happens i guess is like no even unless you know somebody's sick and you have like a date you know, there's really no amount of preparation that can prepare you for that feeling, even if you think about it until that day happens. That's true. Because the worst that's going to happen, because when it hits you, it's going to hit you in ways and waves of things that you have I know. never <clears throat> even mm-hmm. thought of. Thought you were going to feel yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's weird because it's inevitable. We all know it's coming, right. but we 
spent so much time thinking about it. I just know how I mismanage my anxieties and stuff already. Yeah. So I know something like that could like rock me in a sense that I feel like I almost in some sense need to have, I don't know, a well idea of myself to come back to because like I know that I could possibly be rock off kilter after oh. something like that. Like losing someone close could put me in a place that oh. would like, you know, I know I have like, you know, addictive personalities and things like that. So it like something like that in a dark area at the wrong time, I know I'm like that. So I just feel like in those senses I need to be aware and prepared. Like even if it comes out of the blue, at least I knew here in March, I felt like I'm this person. I know I don't need to be near this. I don't like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. Just because like, I know I'm a, I could spiral bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's just that kind of thing that I feel like. I feel like it's also like a defense mechanism to like kind of compartmentalize and like, so when it does happen. It's like I thought about everything. Right. So, I don't know. I've been... I've been mentally preparing for the death of my cat. She's 19. She's going to be 20 years old this year. Um, I've been mentally preparing for her death for the last two years because she is extremely old. And now she's experiencing, like, signs of feline dementia. And it's just, I know when when the day happens, I'm not going to be prepared for it. But I feel like I'm building up a little bit of a a wall to protect myself. Yeah. armor mm-hmm. yeah maybe like because like i try to think about it too like why i think about mortality so much and it is <clears throat> also slightly self kind of like like now i'm turning 26 now i like i have more health issues than i've had before now i have to be conscious Just about like it's kind like of like sold. the way that you realize that you have to suddenly i don't know have this like higher sense of upkeep for self you start <clears throat> to think about those who are already way past you and it's just like what are you going through? Every, like, you know, everything that you complained about or whatever now is not, like, you know, you brush it off when your parents said their back hurt or whatever. Like, now you're at that age where it's like, no, this back hurt is for real, for real. <laughs> like, this knee pain is for real, for real. So it's just like, I don't know, you feel, I feel like in taking care of yourself, you wonder how much other people are taking care of themselves. And you're just like, in that sense, that sense of mortality. I don't know. I'm also thinking about how well and long others are going to live, you know? Well, I think about my grandparents. My mm-hmm. grandfather just turned 90, and my grandmother's 88. Most people look at them and think that they're in, like, their 70s. And they've maintained an active lifestyle for, like, their entire 70 years married. Mm-hmm. And they go through, like, they've recently started having, like, their aches and pains, like, more than the average old person. And I've said to them, I'm like, y- you do realize there's people... 20, 30 years younger than you who have already experienced this. So for your knee to be just acting up now, that's incredible. Yeah, like, you insane. should, you should, like, you should feel good about yourself. Right. And, like, she's always, my grandma's always complaining about, like, how she's losing it, how she's losing it. And I was like, you do realize if you were actually losing it, you would have no recollection of what was going on and think that you were fine. But because you're coherent enough to think that you might be losing it, you, you, you sh- you're you're pretty good. She's already shuffling around the house I, and everything. I'm just like, okay, we're we're zipping and moving. She, she was like, I'm like, Never I love you. She was so spunky and everything. I'm like, yeah, I love that. And same thing with like my family. Like everyone in my family 
But my grandmother is actually the most active person I, in my entire, I was in just our to entire say your family. Grandmother. My grandmother does not stop moving. She's here. She's there. I'm in the city. I'm doing this. Guys, I'm going to therapy. Guys, I'm going to this. Whatever. She literally. We have a, a family group chat, and she updates us on everything <laughs> that she does. So it's lovely. Oh my god. Um, but like, she's zipping everywhere, and it's just like she very. She's always been very on top of her health. And on top of our health, at that, like since I was a kid, like I had, uh, I had a brief moment of high cholesterol, mm. and Grandma cut everything out my <laughs> life. I had to eat egg whites. I had only the plain dried Cheerios. None of that. She was, yo, it was so crazy. Okay. She was like, it was unpopular so crazy. opinion: the regular uh-huh. Cheerios slot, plain. Yep. Mm-mm. Plain Don't Cheerios, fried in butter. What delicious. the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 You're going right in butter. I need you to stop on the stove top. A little what? butter. And Are you fr- in a what pan? Kind of, like, like you're putting a white? pan with butter? I'm Bullshit. white. I'm white. Um, first of all, I'm white trash. Let's. I forgot to. That's look. not white trash. <laughs> that's a trauma. That's like, girls, that's like those women on TikTok. That's like that are like yeah. So we're just gonna put this milk. In the chicken and then no. fry it. Like, it's like those weird bitches that cook all the weird shit. It's like you were left in a room with just a pan and cereal and said, make something of your life. I'm and you're like, I, I grew up. Did you I grew up? up? No, I learned it from... TikTok? No. Uh, my neighbor growing up. Wow. Yeah. She was, she was very poor growing up. I want anybody... There's going to be a question. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's going to be a question... Where you can answer your favorite like, struggle meal. What, yeah, what your favorite struggle meal is, and I want, or like what the worst or one like is because white. Tra- oh, what's like the weird like, thing that you like, eat? That it's I, like popcorn. That's so wild. You mean it's like popcorn? Oh, like the taste? Yeah, the taste. It's it, it's no, no, there, with a little salt. Oh. That's just because you bathed it in butter. Right, and it's delicious. Anything you bathe in butter tastes like, like butter because like, popcorn like, tastes like butter. It's like popcorn. Unless you try it, I'm... I'm... Okay, so, interesting question for the two of you. Because we're talking about death, and I think it's interesting. It just reminds me of, like, when Charlie did an episode, and she always asked people, like, what they would... Like, what song they would play at their funeral. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, let's say you die tomorrow. What's one thing that you want to share with everybody for them to hear? (laughs) Ooh, the Pisces making the girls get emotional. This is not... I'm not even, like, emotional. I'm just like... I got a lot of things to say, and I know one thing I want to say. Go on. Y'all, I love. I love hard. I love loud. Like, I want y'all to know that I just loved everyone, and that that my whole purpose in in life was just to to share love and make people laugh and feel good. And if I've done that, then that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? That's that's it. I'm just, I live to make people laugh and feel good. It feels for a brief moment. If I saved you for that brief moment, there's people who told me I've saved them from like depression and stuff. I have friends who have actively like been there for it. But like this, you know, and even in a subtle sense, that's why I'm always loud and about on Instagram and stuff because people told me it's made, you know, the smallest bit of their day or whatever. Like the pandemic, a lot of people told me that, like it was helping them get through it and whatnot. So like, yeah, that's what I'm about. Like, I don't, I don't care to live life for monetary needs or to hurt nobody, whatever cases. Nah, I'm here to literally live, dance, laugh, and love. So, if I've done that, then I've done it. Work. That was beautiful. I'm sad to say mine's not as happy as that. Um, (laughs) I guess I'm sadder than I realize. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have. So what would you say to you? Yeah. What would I say to me? Yeah, like mm-hmm. your next life. Try harder to be happy. Okay. Well, good thing you're not dying tomorrow. That's true. I mean, you might die a little today, but like, 
You're not dying tomorrow, so you can go on and try harder to be happy now. Do I have to go now? Yes, of course. Thank God, this is my show. Now you guys tell me what to do. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to top the I am love speech from episode one. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) that was pretty good. No, and I think about it too. Like, in the same sense, it's funny that we're talking about death. I think about how every day I feel like I should have a will written. Like, I should have something written that would tell people what I will, you know, the things that I haven't said. And the oh, things on that record, I want, I want to be buried like, in a pond and become a tree. Please don't fucking put me in a box in the ground. Oh, yeah, um, no. no. I want to be cremated. Oh, no, I don't yeah, want to be burned don't. either. Not that. That's traumatic. Cremate um, me. Just throw me away. Put me in the ground. Let me become one with the earth again as I belong. And that's that. Um, what do I want people to know about? I've been thinking about my past selves a lot. And I feel like if this was like a couple years ago, I'd have a very different response. But I'm pretty content with my life. I think even if I die tomorrow... Of course there's more that I'd want to do, and of course there's more that I'd want to see, and, like... <sighs> yeah, but what are you saying, Tim? You, ha- on a very happy note, thinking about this, I don't leave much unsaid. And I think we all that's know fair. about that's that. Good. That is very fair. That's cute. I'm like, right. That's I, if I love people, I tell them a lot and frequently, and I appreciate them, or if I had a problem with them, or, like, whatever it is, I really don't leave anything unsaid Yeah. at this fair. point in my life. I probably could use leaving some more things unsaid mm-hmm. but you know we're finding that balance as i get older <laughs> but yeah i'm thinking about it and i'm like i really don't think there's anything i haven't said that i would want to i mean i want like my mom and my sister to know that i love the shit of them mm-hmm. um i want my friends to know that i love the shit of them but i think everybody knows that right. and i would hope that they do if you don't i do um oh. and if you think i do i might not so no, no i, I want to I, and if I do die tomorrow, I want everybody to do a much better job at advocating for the trans community because it's getting really scary out there. And quite frankly, I had a vision when I was on shrooms and I saw myself when I was 80. So I'm pretty confident I'm going to live for a while. Okay. Weirdly. I used to think I was going to die at 22. Oh. And then I didn't. And I was like, well, fuck, what do I do now? Yeah, no shit. Um, and so I've just been winging it for the past five years and I've been doing so much better, honestly. Did you have a vision that you died at 22? No. I just thought I was going to die at 22 for, like, my whole life. I never told anybody. And then I turned 23 and I cried. I was like, all right, cool, I did it. I Interesting. Didn't, I didn't die at 22. What What brought this on? I just woke up and I had this feeling. Yeah, I, I have, like, a strange epiphany that I might, like, pass young. Mm. Like, I don't know what it it's is. It's a sh- So, like, I remember seeing a TikTok, too, of this girl that, like, was, like, it, they, were, they asked everybody, like, share something honest and like you don't see their faces and she was like i thought i was gonna die at i don't know 22 i think she said and she's like and so i didn't have a plan for my life and now i'm just trying to figure it out and i was like damn wow that hurt that hit because same and then i had this vision i think last summer and i was like oh and my 80 i remember my 80 year old self looking like i was in a moment with somebody and i looked and I saw my 80-year-old self, and they looked at me, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and they were like, you... This is one of my favorite moments. Just go remember it, and stop looking into the future, you fucking bitch. And I was like, okay, sorry. Wow. And so I did. I just went back into the moment and enjoyed it, and it became present. But I have, like, a profound image of what I look like at 80. That's kind of cool. I feel like I understood more of myself in that moment. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I should start... Living my life like I'm going to be 80 then, because yeah. I might actually make it that 
long, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is hopeful for humanity. But yeah, that will be here for at least another yeah. fifty and change. Yeah. Um, I feel like despite my epiphanies, I am gonna live long. I yeah, already, I already dodged death, so mm-hmm. I feel like therefore I, I was born premature. That's right. Yeah. Um, so also like my mom had cancer when she was young. So, like, that was already, like, yeah. she already kind of... Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, I was born premature. So, like, because, like, you know, I was, like, came out see-through. I stopped breathing when I came out. Everything, they had to resuscitate me. I got oh in the incubator. Oh, so she already died. Like, yeah, no, like, like literally, like, I've already, I've already died and come back literally in some sense. And it's so funny, like, my mom even passed briefly, too, and she, like, tells us about, like, the vision that she had where she, like, met God, and he was like, what are you doing here? She's like, I don't know. So he's like, touched her forehead and she came back. And that's not gonna lie. So that's super cool. Um, so I just think, like, you know, I've already technically, in a sense, dodged life twice as I'm her firstborn. So it's like, I'm supposed to be here. And that's why I kind of live life so, like, aggressively and with love. And, like, even with me growing up, like, my, like, bones and stuff were stunted in terms of, like, growth. That's why I was always smaller than everyone Mm. else and stuff. Because, like, I was behind in age and we had to track all that. So, like, I've dodged asthma. Like, you know, I feel like there was a lot of shit already stacked up against me. (laughs) (laughs) What's that sound? (laughs) But, like, I really feel like, like, in a way, like, low-key, like, I've secretly been through, like, enough already just to stand here amongst everyone else and seem so normal. <laughs> like, See? so, like, it's, like, cool to me. So, I feel like, in that sense, that's why I just have to kind of live so strongly and, like, you know, because, like, I've already dodged all that and, like, you know. I have a similar experience, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to kill myself and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of came out of that and went, hmm. All right, well, guess, guess we're just going to stick around. Mm. And then I thought I was going to die at 22, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to have fun until then. And then I'm like, all right, well, I've got a while, so I'm just going to do my best. Mm. Um, now you have 80. And now I have 50 fucking more. God damn. <clears throat> I have a question based off of what you just said. Yeah. So did you make an attempt on your life? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell my family not to listen to this episode because I don't think any of them know that. My friends, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of people know that, but I'm very vocal about my experience with like my mental health throughout my years, and I used to be very suicidal. I mean, I don't um, even feel like that. Why, why not? Like, you've lived a long enough life for that to be something that I feel like you can just confidently say. I feel like anyone in your family, I'm sure, if you went and had a conversation, it's not... It's not unheard of for everyone to have at least had that moment. We all go through stresses and stuff. I know, but life. they're all, like... like their reactions to even, like hearing certain stories they're like oh my god be careful i'm like girl i get that if you knew what i was doing when i lived in that house you (laughs) right but i feel like everyone's like in that because like everyone is always like in denial of their own lives in a sense so it's just Mm -hmm. like it's not like you're not going through depression grandma you know what i'm saying it's not like you know like you know what i'm saying like in that sense so it's just like but they're gonna be on you like oh my god you shouldn't feel that you know what i'm saying so i feel like i don't know i feel like it's not something that you feel like you shouldn't be able to say. Because, like, why not? I go oh, hey, yeah, I say I've been through stresses. I go through jobs. Like you said, I you live life unsaid, and I feel like that's something that needs to be as equally unsaid with your family. Fair. And maybe maybe someone will relate. So yeah, this like, was when I was, like, teens, like, early teens. Yeah, yeah, no, I just mean, like, as a whole, too. Like, yeah, no, but I, I had done it, and I was like, mm, okay, well... I guess I'm supposed to be here for something, so I'll go figure that out now. And now even when I get depressed, like, or I spiral, I have a rough mental health day, whatever, right? It never really gets there anymore, which is nice. Like, I never want to go, like, oh, I'm just gonna... I'm like, no, I... 
rationalize myself and get through the fact that like uh my life's pretty decent mm. like i've worked very hard to make it here mm-hmm. yeah i did almost die. remember when i almost said strep and almost died right. that was fun oh, wow. i've come close to death couple times yeah Yeah, um i think the thing that made me feel comfortable with death though weirdly enough was when i got my first tattoo Hmm. which is the one on this one on my shoulder okay um i got it and i went home that night and i sat down in my bed and i looked at myself and i was just like sobbing just sobbing i was like this is the most permanent thing that i will ever have in my life because when i die this bitch is coming with me that's crazy like this is more permanent on than anybody else in my life than anything interesting and I was like, wow, cool. And I just kind of put everything into perspective. Of course, if people passed away, I would still be, I'd go through all the stages of grief because again, no amount of time can prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. But it like weirdly comforted me in the sense that, okay, I'll have my tattoos. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll always have me in my tattoos. Mm-hmm. I um, like that. I mean, it was one thing that comforted you. So that's, that's I want to take on you more though. So like, why do you feel you should have tried harder to be happy. Like, would you not feel like you tried hard to be happy? You don't have to answer this, and I can edit anything no, out, by the way. No, but... I'm definitely not trying as hard as I could. What does trying hard to be happy look like for you? I guess just being more positive. I'm, I'm genuinely not really a positive person, as I would like to be. I'm more of a pessimist. I look at the negative, And I don't know if that's just because of my surroundings growing up, and, like, that's what was normal to me. Um, I mean, it's like definitely a huge influence for yeah. sure. I don't know. I don't, being friends with you this long, I don't think you're a particularly negative person. Nope. That's not at all. I also, I, I know how to fake it. So, uh, well, no. yeah, we're yeah. gonna call bullshit. Yeah, friends are calling yeah, bullshit. Sorry, flag on the fucking play. Because you, we, I don't we, care. I know. I'm sure you two. I wish had, I could throw a red flag at the mic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we're calling foul. Oh my god, look at me making a sports reference. I'm so butch today. Her chest hairs are I know, my tank top. (laughs) But no, yeah, I don't think you're a particularly negative person. I think that you've experienced hard things in your life and that you can sometimes get into a negative headspace, but so can the rest of us. Yeah. Um, I think your pessimism is in yourself. Like, yeah, I think how it, you look at yourself. Not that we're now this like, episode's yeah. turning into us psychoanalyzing Jake. But Absolutely right. <laughs> I think I think if anything from just from our conversations, and I'm not a professional, so don't count this. But I am. from an no, you're not. Um, <laughs> if anything, I'm closer to professional about this than you. So, and I'm still not going to say I'm professional. I read blogs and stuff on the internet. Oh, That's... okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene, go off. Uh, Miriam Webster. <laughs> she has a college. Degree. I'm still in college. Currently going to college. Um, I have an associates. Work in psychology. Oh no. Okay, no, work. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I. Oof, I took psychology once. Good <laughs> yo, bless you. You really have a... It, yeah. That's crazy. Bless you so for great. real. Uh, I'm a sociologist. That's what I realized. Because I took that and mm-hmm. sociology and I realized it was sociology, sociology that, that I liked. liked. Yeah. yeah, Very different. But what I was going to say is that you, oh, you... I think that it's linked to your like self-image and self-worth. That yeah, you probably. feel... It's you're this negative entity and energy. But like in, in general, like everybody I've met that has interacted with you thinks you're really cool, loves you, has... And I do get the masking thing, because, like, girl, girl, you want to talk about a mask? Bitch, you should see me at work. I could have the worst day of my life and then go into that store and any job, anything, and just, hi, how are you? Yeah. So, and even on certain topics, like, it's been, until recent history, I've had a really hard time with just being really honest with other people, with mm-hmm. other, with myself, even, even being fully honest in therapy, but I kind of just learned to let that go and continue to, like, fight the fear of... I should lie through this instead because it's easier. Right. But 
those times where you are being positive, there's not, it's not all a lie. No, you it's know? definitely not a lie. But I feel like, hmm. no, you're right. Right. You're having hmm. fun. When we go out, when we go to concerts, when we're doing these things, you're still having fun. You're having a good time. You're not speaking negatively. You're not having a negative outlook on things. That's true. You're, you're, Compared to... Yeah. Some things that I've witnessed, yeah, no. But, like, I'm sure when you're at home and you're in a different environment and you aren't being able to be, you know, 100% you or in a space where you feel comfortable, yeah, I'm sure it's easy to get into a negative headspace, mm. but that doesn't mean you're a negative person. Mm. That's fair. That also makes me feel better about myself. Good. <laughs> I'll invoice you. <laughs> <laughs> also, happy birthday to Erica Badu, Rihanna, Kesha, fuck Justin Bieber, and Haley Bieber this point i don't even know about happy birthday to my friend bradley and my best friend jeff happy birthday to all you pisces who else do i know i feel like i'm uh, happy birthday kayla and Lori and sophia and my former stepdaughter happy birthday to her <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to throw them, you throw them out there. I feel like uh, they used a lot of good ones already. Your thoughts on post death? Oh yeah, what do you think? Oh, like happens? the afterlife? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I was going to talk about that. Um, I wrote a whole script on it. It's so I interesting know. seeing, right. like, being able to see dead people really changes your whole perspective Ooh, on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because a dead body makes me more uncomfortable. I think the dead body makes me more uncomfortable. Like, okay. I think the physical lifeless body mm. makes me more uncomfortable than the other person. The other person can still talk. So, at least me. But, and other people who can. How do you, that's okay. How, what, how do you see dead people? Like, what do you see? Like, so, do you see physical body? Do you see, like... It, they typically look like a person. Okay. But it's interesting because I'm not somebody who, like, sight isn't my strong suit. Okay. It's more of, like, knowing and hearing. So I'll hear dead people or feel dead people before I'll see them. Okay. Um, and then if I see them, it's more of like a shapely energy. Although it sometimes I'll see somebody and it's like a whole literal shape of a person. Yeah. Like one time, my ex-roommate, I was sitting here and I looked and I was like, who's the old guy standing behind you? Like there was just this very clear, and I described him as like her grandfather. Um, oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, and then one time actually in this apartment, the my friend who I took this apartment over from, she had a friend tragically pass away and I was sitting here and this whole time right over her shoulder there's this guy who's dead clearly standing there and I'm sitting here like and she's like are you okay and I was like <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this but there's a dead person right behind you and she's like what and I was like yeah and she was like oh my god and she was talking about him so that made me go like okay and now I know who it is and it's funny because when I'm looking at them and I'm like who are you if it's like, let's say it's somebody you know. Yeah. Right? If they're just chilling here, and I'm sitting here looking at them like, who the fuck are you? Like, I'll ask. And then when... Sometimes, like, she brought up the person and said his name. Mm -hmm. And then it, like... Kind of, like, sparkles almost? Like, twinkles? And it's okay. like, yes, that's who it is. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it kind of looks like fireflies, like, flickering. Okay. When they're, like, confirming shit. It's interesting. But also, everybody has different experiences because... Typically, when they're communicating with you, they'll use things that you understand. Okay. So you can convey that message. So, like... That makes sense. For me, I'll feel how people died on me, physically. So if somebody got, like, shot in the chest, if I'm... You have chest pain? <clears throat> yeah. 
Okay. Or like if they had leukemia, it feels like my, or like any sort of cancer really, like my blood's hot. And if it was a cancer that's in a specific spot, my whole body feels hot and then it goes to like that area. A specific area. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I had an experience with a ghost when I was a child. Um, my neighbor's house growing up was haunted. His name was Walter. Hmm. That's what we, I, he used to own the house. Um, he died there. There was a tenant living there because uh, it was a two family. So the tenant was living upstairs and she was a friend of the family and I remember she was telling us stories about this Walter talking to her about how he liked when her boyfriend came over because the boyfriend would watch sports and oh. he would enjoy watching TV. Straight men, even in death. <laughs> and then um, he he used to watch the little boy that I used to babysit. He's He used to like watching him play in the yard and like be like, you know having fun as a kid. Um, one time I was upstairs with my childhood best friend. We were playing Barbies together and a piece of clothing from the Barbie, like Barbie skirt. I remember it was like a floral 80s curtain Barbie skirt float, like picked up in the middle of the air. We both saw it, freaked oh, out. Oh yeah, it was, it was, <clears throat> it was That's fun. yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw a lot of shit as a kid. So I've like always kind of been able to, and that's the weird part. Cause even when I, my family was really big into like going to like readers and stuff throughout my whole life cause of everybody dying. So mm. we all just constantly went to people and everybody that I would sit down with would be like, why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, I'm purposely ignoring it. <laughs> Any other questions? Like I, I, I know every single person has said you should be doing readings. You should be doing, I'm like, I know, but I'm going to ignore it. And then eventually you can you ignore it. So what do you think happens in the afterlife? I'm so, I'm curious as to like you know, I always have that image of just, like, you dying, and then... Me, specifically, yeah. Well, yes, you specifically, Pisces. Um, no, just, like... On a grill. <laughs> Fish on a grill. Making mm. good sushi. Mm. I've always, you know, thought of the image of, like, when you die, and then someone out, like someone gives birth, and out comes the child. That's, like, kind of how life cycles which is also kind of depressing and I feel like a little capitalistic. Um, yeah, very much so. I've always thought it would be nice to be able to, like, wander before, you know, you, whatever happens. I honestly, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm kind of scared that it's just going to be complete darkness. Although I don't think it's complete darkness, but it's always a fear of mine that it's complete darkness. I don't know. Okay. I think I think the, the monks, the Buddhist monks have it. Which, reincarnation reincarnation oh yeah no like i love that i 100%. love that that is not a depressing catholic thought which if i love anything that i've learned about oh yeah you just go somewhere forever and ever and no, please that. i do not so want to be dumb. surrounded by no like go up to the heaven gates i know they heaven. really make it seem like yeah your whole family's waiting for you bitch i'm running in the uh, literally direction. i don't want to see the people that fucking chastise me as yeah, a child no, i'm good i'm okay no, no. Uh, i believe that uh it's an instant reincarnation process. Okay. Um, I believe that for every moment, uh, with the population and stuff, I feel like for every moment that someone dies, someone is born. So I feel like you kind of can get zipped through that. Also, I like to believe beyond that, and in that sense, I like to believe that the idea of heaven is just more of a, a waiting room for your assignment post uh, your death. <laughs> and I like to, I wrote a full script about this in uh, uh, acting class, uh, in a uh, uh, screenplay writing class. Um, and the story. long story shorting, uh, uh, you get assigned 
Like, I feel like everyone's in heaven in the sense of it's a waiting room. You can be there for a short time, you can be there for a long time. It's up to, like, whenever that judgment day that everyone waits, you know, talks about comes. And from that, you get your judgment. And I believe that based on, you know, how you lived your life and merits and things of that nature. Not that you necessarily have to live good or whatever cases, but just based on how you lived your life is based on, like, kind of where you go next. And I believe that there's many living things in this world, so you all have to transfer energies. So I believe that, you know, you could have been a human at this point in time, but once you get your judgment day, you know, whoever it is, God, I would say, might give you an assignment that you're now going to be a, you know, a jaguar in fucking Africa, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we know so many things that have such short lifespans, and I feel mm-hmm. like maybe those are people who have done bad things in life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like flies and gnats and things like that, things who we, you know, things you see that get roadkilled, like things like that, I feel like smaller things like that in that sense you might have been a nasty person in life so your next life was you know thing to that i feel like for those who have been good and have done good you might have just gone from being a person to another person and i feel like that's when people experience that sense of an old soul within someone else that's just a reminiscence of your past life Mm -hmm. and i feel like it comes through in little wisps because i feel like the moment you zip back you get your memory wiped but you can always you know, we have deja vu. I feel like deja vu and stuff is just you kind of having moments that recollect from your past life or moments that are in your future from this <clears> life, but, you know, that you are just, like, feeling. I feel like we're kind of always intact with that line. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of, like, how I think about it. So, like, you know, you may come back as a human because you did, you know, good in life if you did well or whatever, and you come back and you live life all over again. And, I mean, we never remember... You know, you, you never remember. You live life currently, and we live it currently. But, you know, you always feel, like I said, if you're connected. an old soul, you feel wisps and connected to things. If you like this kind of old music, I feel like your past, you might have liked that kind of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you might have been a guy back in the 50s, or even if you were animal, you know, dogs and shit can still hear music or whatever. The case. You know what I'm saying? You might have just heard this song in your past life, this kind of genre, whatever, and that's what you're inclined to. All the things that I feel like we end up, like, liking or whatever is just, you know likes of our past lives and then whatever comes new in your current timeline is just for you to eventually add to that sense of that general you you know what i'm saying it's like when you watch avatar and they talk mm-hmm. about how all the avatars kind of are like connected connected to themselves that's how i explain that giving past lives readings to people they're like yeah. what I'm like if, 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 they're like what is it like i'm like honestly they all line up and everybody wants to talk and typically your first one there's like somebody who's chosen as like the gatekeeper of like hey we're gonna take it easy on you this time and then everybody else just kind of floods in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you want to know what happens? Like, do you want me to spill the tea on the afterlife? At least as far as I've understood it and been taught yeah. by like a fuck ton of people. Great. So stay tuned for episode two of. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm going to tell you guys anyway because I think it's interesting. But imagine I just cut it. That would be, that would be <laughs> genius. Mean, right. So the grand scale of it is we zoom out and take like Christianity out of it because I feel like Christianity has really influenced a lot of people. Like the amount of times that people would come into my old job and be like, there's a demon. I'm like, you know there's other things in the world to worry about than demons, right? Anyway, <laughs> like you should be more afraid of a fairy than you should be of a demon in my opinion. <laughs> but <clears throat> there's essentially different like levels so they all kind of coexist but there you can't see all of them right like there's dead people but you can't see them not everybody can yeah different planes of existence um you got angels you got the demons you got the fae which are like the fairies and the woodland critters and um us the dead etc there's this place called the akashic records which is like where all of 
spiritual anything just any histories recorded um and there's specifically a part where there's past life records and it keeps all of your essentially like a file that's not literally a file cabinet but just in your mind picture right. a file cabinet of you and all of your past lives um you don't typically so when somebody dies <clears throat> if they're passing on and like moving on and they're good to go that process takes a couple of months you don't just die and go even if you are moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, like, you know how when somebody... I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but, like, typically when somebody passes away, everybody close to them or around them will start seeing them in dreams and, yes. like, feel like they're around them, whatever. It's kind of part of their moving on process and their grieving process because they're just now dead, so they have to, on their side, go, what the fuck, and figure that out and get their footing, feel comfortable. Send, moving on. Yeah, move, and move on. Um, and then when they do, that's great. And, you know, they can come back down and visit. It is what it is. But if they move on, they're typically, like, in a different place. The ones that linger are the ones that can't always move on or don't want to. And there's different people that actually are, like, death witches are meant to, like, help people move on. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you go up. And once you go back to, like, the collective kind of, like, heaven in my head isn't. It's more of like what you said, Antoine, like the, you're going back up in the waiting room mm-hmm. um, and you're just chilling there and then you go back down when you're ready to go learn more things and it just keeps cycling through uh, until that. Animals, not so much, at least as far as my knowledge, you just go back to being human um, as far as I've known, okay. but yeah, because I'm not like, whenever I get past life readings, I've never looked at anybody and gone, oh, you were it. I think of, like, Jennifer Coolidge being a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. A dolphin. I fucking love her. That photo <laughs> shoot. Oh, my God. That photo shoot. was amazing. Please. The amazing. Daniels. Okay, first of all, the Daniels. A shout out to the Daniels because they made everything everywhere all at once. And they're just an incredible team that I can't wait to see everything that they do. But also love that Jennifer Coolidge photo shoot. That shit was so good. So any final thoughts on death? on what what about it scares you because i think i don't know i find people no, we i'm fear, not scared i'm not scared okay, i'm not good. scared of it. and i don't, I don't i'm scared of how it, how it happens for me if it i just don't want it to happen in a way that i feel like i have to it's painful yeah, yeah like to yeah. really drag through or anything like that that's like, fair. If it happens like totally cool if it happens like in my sleep kind of thing or you know or if you know if something did happen <laughs> tragic great question it was so instant that i like literally <clears throat> fucking didn't you know great question yeah. so it'll God forbid, knock on wood. Um, everybody knock on wood real quick. Not too loud though, because the mic. If, God forbid, you ever found out you were going to be terminally ill and you had an expiration date. I think about this all the time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you I do? I don't think about this. What would you do? You know, I feel like, because I think about like... I have my answer. Maybe because I am more depressed than I think I am, but I always think about how I would probably live my life... I would rack up like a shit ton of debt and I would just do whatever the fuck I wanted because I know it doesn't matter. I'm going to die. Yeah. Don't do debt. It gets passed on to your family. Unless you hate them. And by all means, mm-hmm. rack fair. up that debt. Um, do fun things, but don't rack up like a shit ton of debt. Someone's going to have to pay it eventually. Mm. Yeah. You, what would you do? Wouldn't be alive to care about that. Like I said, I'm That's the fair. one who's terminally um, ill. They will deal with that. <laughs> right. Like, yep. Yeah. Y'all are gonna watch me live my best life, or do encourage me, or help me do so. So at this point, that doesn't matter to me. I'm exactly doing that same thing. I mean, I'm like at this point, like I I live. I'm not. I don't. It's not like I live life super cautiously. Like I try to do as much as I can in terms of myself. But you have to be kind of respective. I feel of of like 
you know, longevity in terms of life's rules, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. So, yeah, no, now I'm going to drop all guards. Be like, okay, I'm going to spend all the money that I have in terms of, like, whatever is in my account. I'm going to go fly immediately somewhere that I've always wanted to go. And I'm just going to kind of live very lavishly in that sense. Like, yes. you know, I'm going to hit all those things that I felt like I needed to do. I'm going to go lay my ass on a beach and watch the sunrise somewhere or give someone $100 off the street and, you know, go experience food I haven't had before. Yeah, and that's it. I, you know, that's it. This, that's all I can do. I've always lived fruitfully, so now I'm just going to inform everyone else that I'm just going to live very fruitfully until... This day comes, and then, you know, we could all hold hands and sing whatever on the, like that, you know, Last Sorry. Supper. And I can only be thankful for, you know, the life that I've lived until that point. Like, yeah, I think about that. Like, if, like, if something was to happen now, like, I'm perfectly grateful, I would say. Like, I, I haven't, I, I don't have much. I haven't had much opportunity. But I feel like for the small that that I've had, I've made so much in, you know, my small few years, I feel like, of adulthood and feeling free in some sense. You know, I feel like I've done a lot. Like, I've accomplished a, a bunch of things that have been so cool and, like, out of this world for me. And again, like I said, I feel like I've loved since the dawn of days with all, all of my heart. So no one can ever say that I cheated them in that sense, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's it. So, like, I, I can't feel like there's nothing I missed. No. I lived hard. I loved hard. I just need a couple things I want to experience. What Japan looked like, you know. I want some real Italian food in Italy. I want to go to a fashion show and really be, you know, there. I want to walk a red carpet. And then that's it, dog. Once, I, once I've done that, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, once people have smiled... That's it. Make a that if I have time, I would want one like documentary or whatever of me. I want to be in it, and I want to know that I was aware that this was my you know last calls. Maybe that would be the documentary. Me doing all of those things, knowing that I had you know my terminal, and that would be it. That'd be my curtain call, and I would leave maybe that movie to be shown once I pass, or you know maybe I'll watch it you know that night before or whatever the case. But and that's it. I you know I want to make sure I leave something as well. For my passing i remember i just watched a video on twitter and a guy left like a funny like kind of voice note or whatever to play when they were lowering his casket and this. he was like no and he's like hey i'm still in here and i just it was just funny because like you know he was he obviously was like one of those like loud irish kind of guys who just always joke so he's just being loud and garish and was making the people kind of laugh and feel a little warm-hearted at the funeral you know what i'm saying and i feel like i'm one of those people like i think about things in advance so i want to leave something that is like yeah, here was a video of me in my crib, and it's just like, yeah, y'all, I know I'm, I know I'm about to pass, but damn, I love some Moscato. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just you know, fun things that people would know that he was always himself down to it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But otherwise, that's it. I live love, and that's it. Live love, laugh. That shit is real. Live love, laugh. That shit is real. Thank as you, much as that's a little Sex on the City, you know, sticker <laughs> that you put in your house. That shit is real, and I really do abide that. Live, love, laugh. That's it. That's all you could do. Because life got too much restraints, man, you know? So. I would viciously advocate for the LGBTQ community and then do, like, K and G and heroin and all the drugs I was scared to try and then take mm. myself out. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to travel a bit first and do the things I want to do, obviously, yeah. first. But, <clears throat> oh, fuck now. If I find that I'm dying... Pfft, bitch, I'm gonna go try all the drugs. I don't give a shit. Except for meth, I'm still not gonna do her. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in my wheelhouse. Um, That's fair. But if I've got six months to live, you bet for those four months, I'm gonna do a lot of advocacy work and be a martyr for the so... trans community. That's nice. And um, burn, I don't know, panties or some shit. I don't fucking know. I would come up with some fun stuff and 
pour blood on me at the fucking Capitol or something. I don't know. Do really crazy advocate, like, get arrested, do stupid shit, because who cares? Then I would try, I would take a really big dose of mushrooms. I would try to do, like, definitely want to try ketamine, because I feel like ketamine is really fun. I want to try, (laughs) actually, I would say, I said G, but I wouldn't try GHB. What is G? GHB. It just makes you feel like you're drunk. Um, Like, it's weird. I don't know. But also, if you take too much, it's not good for you. It's like bad. Um, I would definitely try heroin because if it's that fucking good, pfft, shoot me up. Like, I want to know. Because I'm, what am I going to do? Get addicted? Great. I'll take myself out of it. <laughs> It'll be the most peaceful death I've ever experienced. <laughs> I've always wanted to try peyote. Yeah, I'm down, down on the list. I don't know any of these things outside. Oh, oh DMT? I, mean, I only know peyote would, because of Grace and Frankie. I want to try first episode Grace and Frankie. Yeah, I would do, I mean, I'm probably going to try ecstasy before I die, but. I've done um, Molly. You have to be careful now, though, because a lot of it's cut with, like, Whatever. Girl, I don't. I, you saying be, I'm not gonna make those. But I'm. Oh saying, no, I will. Yeah. I'm just saying, like that one sounds like it's a good time. A chill, <laughs> right? A chill time. I'm not really because well, I've done the, the fuck. I did LSD, especially with what I experienced with weed. Now and again, I know I have an addictive mm-hmm. personality, so I don't need any. I genuinely do don't not need anything in my life that feels better than weed because it well, it's will not that I feel like shrooms isn't an addictive substance. I mean, anything can be habit forming, I guess, but like. You it, right, it doesn't have to be addictive to me, girl. Like it's just I, know, the, it's you, I yeah. could be addicted <laughs> to the sensation or just what I feel or the you know the difference. Well, actually, it's funny because they use mushrooms to treat addiction, so you might have an adverse effect where you never touch drugs again. Um, <laughs> but thank you both for joining me for a very last minute spontaneous podcast. You're welcome. Sorry. Um, please thank let you. the let the girls know where they can find you and also rec- uh, say your Venmo cash apps or whatever, so they can. Venmo us $20 or more. And the more you send, the better quality picture you will get. And if you send us, honestly, anybody wants to send us $1,000, we'll take a group picture. Oh, we can all wow. fit that. Oh, that's fair. We can split that and go for a night. So we can use it tonight. <laughs> well, wait, there's... I'm cheap. I'll do a lot for $1,000. i am not even going to hold it. For $1,000, you're going to get a lot out of me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm cheap. I'll do a lot. That's crazy. So I will really do everything you want. I'm a slut, so... Yeah. But, um, so Jake, where can they find you if you want them to find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is at Jake Vaccaro, V-A-C-C-A-R-O. She spelled it. And what is your Venmo? My Venmo, I actually don't know. Okay, well, Antoine goes, look at It's probably also (laughs) Actually, no, it's probably my first name spelled backwards, E-K-A-J, with my last initial, V, E-K-A-J-V, is probably what it is. Um, you can DM him for it. Which is also um, my Twitter I'll, handle. I'll link it. And if you send me enough money, I will send you my alt Twitter handle. There you go. Look at that. We've got a lot of promises. We're here to make money and I deals. will not send you my alt Twitter handle. i got 10k followers. You gotta go find me. Okay? Per. I'm good. I don't really want to. <laughs> oh, you can find me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me. Uh, Bitch, where? You can find me on Instagram at whoisfemi underscore um... I haven't changed that yet. I still want to. Um, you were very inspired that first episode to change it. I'm inspired every day. I've been inspired since like October. Where can y'all? the girls like, find focus? Where can the girls you find can also you? Also find my cash app at Steflon Tuan. Uh, Spell that for the girls. S- like Steflon, like S- Steflon T- Don, like the beautiful rapping woman. Jesus Christ. She could spell. Look, Akila and the B over here. Goddamn. Uh, and you can find me. What what else is there? Venmo. That's my no. That's my government. 
So you can find my cash app <laughs> and my IG. We good. Woo. Love you all. Have a great day. Great. And we'll be back for an episode in two weeks. Unless this one's one of those ones that gets thrown in as an extra bonus episode. Happy filler episode. Next week. Happy, Happy, episode. Birthday, Happy birthday, Greg. birthday, Greg. Thanks, guys. This might come out in fucking April. And like, what's <laughs> exactly. going on? Um, but thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to go thrifting. And then we're going to go very drunk. Because we're going to celebrate my birthday and nobody else. Thanks. Bye. Bye.